Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Tweets rolling in on snack commentary. Aaron tweets us, dill pickle spears, I can eat them anytime. I've just recently kind of decided dill pickles are all right. I used to be a sweet pickle guy. Ooh. Yeah. Love them, but I have changed up. Yeah, I'm Attila. A, I'm, yeah, go ahead. I'm a big fan of the uh, of the uh, the half sour pickle or the full sour pickle. Very um, very Jewish of me. Well, that's well, I mean, it, it that's, that's on brand, Jeff. Yeah, that's fine. Do we have gotcha. it, it, at the delis? Yeah, absolutely. Attila, Attila is somebody. This is my kind of go to snack as well. I'm a fan of peeled and cut cucumbers in a Ziploc bag, not salted. I don't salt cucumbers. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I eat them as is, or I eat them with a little bit of hummus. Yeah, and I'm that's a, a generally cool. about it. Put a little ranch on them every now and then. I'm just I'm a big cucumber fan too. Uh, I'll usually get two or three and slice those things, and they'll cover me. You know, those are good things to eat right before you go to sleep as well. I mean, they've got some water in them, so they'll fill you up a little bit. But that you can literally eat like 20 of them, and they're it's like eating water. That's literally what it is. But it's pretty good. Paul says coffee with heavy whipping cream. Yep. I use heavy whipping cream very lightly because it's got about a trillion calories in it, but it's got zero carbs in it. Um, and then he says, don't really snack, but I'm with you. When I do, it's almonds. Yep, pretty much. J.A. says, mean bean monster and double-decker oatmeal cream pies. Wow. If neither are available, purity chocolate milk is always a go-to for breakfast. My mom, oatmeal cream pies and fudge rounds, I think is all she needs to be happy in her life. The old style. And, of course, oatmeal cream pies, Nick Saban, who we'll be talking about as we're referring to Alabama and Clemson a little bit later on. And then someone backed us up on Quick Trip being the joint and then started talking about Cape Cod chips. Oh, man, that's my jam right there. Somebody's, somebody's a fan is what we say there. So Jim Harbaugh has been talking, Jeff, because that's what Jim Harbaugh does. 
And I mean, it's fine. I mean, this is what he said to the TK Show podcast, which is another thing that The Athletic is doing. Quote, Urban Meyer's had a winning record, really phenomenal record everywhere he's been, but also controversy follows everywhere he's been. Ooh, burn. He's not wrong. I'm certainly not a huge Urban Meyer fan because of all the things that, well, the things that have gone on in the past, both at Florida and Ohio State. I think when Clay and I have discussed it together on the show, we're pretty much of one mind on that. However, it is a little bit crazy to go there if you're Jim Harbaugh when you look at, well, it's not crazy as a matter of fact, because what else are you going to point to? Because what has he done at Michigan? He's going into his fifth year. He won a Citrus Bowl his first year, went 10-3. and three. Second year went 10-3 and three as well. Lost in the Orange Bowl. Following year goes 8-5. and five. Jeff lost in the Outback Bowl. This past year, 10-3. and three. Good. Lost in the Peach Bowl. So he's lost three consecutive bowl games yep. at Michigan overall. He's 38-14. and 14, Which, I mean, that's not bad, but this is Michigan. And the reason you're there, the the number one thing that you really have to find a way to do at Michigan is beat Ohio State. And Michigan hadn't been good at doing that very well at all. In bowl games, he's 1-3 and three at Michigan. 2-4 and four overall, if you go back to his time at Stanford where he was 1-1. One and one, It felt like he was, he was at Stanford longer than he was. And I guess he was. He just didn't get to bowl games until his last couple of years and they yeah. left for the NFL. They were bad, but, though, to the human credit. Right. They were, like, bad, bad. But we're going to have Phil Steele on in the third hour of this program and he put out his obviously he put out his four and it's Alabama Clemson Georgia and Michigan and a lot of people have Michigan there with Shea Patterson and with that defense and this is the year for Michigan here's my thing on this Jeff it better be the year because there aren't going to be nearly as many excuses if you lose to Ryan Day as the stuff that existed when you were losing to Urban Meyer. Uh, Ten and three there are a lot of guys I mean Lloyd Carr got run out on rails at Michigan yeah and he was like, he would win and then he would lose, and he would win and he would lose, and the Ohio State, it would kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Harbaugh, I don't think, has ever beaten him. And I think that maybe talking just is more of a stay of execution for him than anything else that they don't get there this year. They had better be in the college football playoff, or this should be deemed a failure for them with all the talent that they have. Well, Michigan, to me, and everything you said is exactly accurate. Uh, Michigan, to me, is, is the biggest wild card in college football this year. Look, we're fairly certain Alabama, Clemson, they're going to win their conferences and be in the playoff. I mean, Alabama, I mean, look, Alabama out of those two schools, Alabama and Clemson, Alabama has the tougher road in the better conference. I mean, they could definitely lose two games and be out, uh, but their schedule is, is fairly uh, easy in the SEC this year. Um, and Clemson, I mean, the ACC is not any good. I mean, Clemson's going to have to have a big collapse at some point. Look, they're losing a lot their of players. Their schedule is so easy. Yeah. You know they lose a lot of players on. Team. Look, when when you when you go down to a third string quarterback, um, at uh, it was on you know at home against Syracuse last year, and you win that game, it's kind of like you're just very good, and so yeah, comes just just very good. Um, and Michigan's got they have to do it this year. You know the his nemesis Urban is gone, and remember last year, that game to me was kind of a symbol of where Michigan's got to improve, and they have to be a faster team, mm-hmm. a quicker team. We know their defense is really good, right? Their defense last year, through 11 weeks of the year, according to Phil Steele, um, had the best defense in the country. And then we all kind of know they only allowed 235 yards a game, 13.5 points per game. But then came Ohio State and Florida. Ohio State, if you remember, just ran crossing routes, mesh concept, um, 
every single play in Michigan's man coverage could not keep up could not keep up with them. Then they got out athlete athleted, whatever the word is. Against yeah, that's Florida. that's not it, but that's all right. Yeah, it's close enough. People get my my drift against Florida in the bowl game, and it's kind of been their problem is against teams that have great athletes. Michigan sort of falls flat on their face on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense is, is really good. So this year, we'll see how they play at home against Ohio State. They have to beat them. Urban Meyer's gone. Ryan Day is in. There's no guarantee, by the way, that Ryan Day is going to be a good coach. We think he is, right? He, he babysat the team for three games last we year. We think Even he is, during, yes. What? We think he is. We, right. We've but, heard a lot of stuff. Correct, but now but, we have to go actually watch correct. him go coach. But even in that three-game stretch last year, Urban was still coaching during the day. I mean, during the, you know the weekdays, on practice days. Ryan just had to babysit the team on game day. So it wasn't like he was game planning, he was dealing with personnel issues, dealing with the practice schedule, all that stuff. Urban was doing all of that. Uh, speaking about Urban, how excited are you to, to listen to his leadership podcast and ethics? I mean, it's going to oh, be Oh dude, I can't sure it's be I a can't podcast. I, can, I can't deal with this. Like I can't The, the lack I, of It's not it's I understand <laughs> Starbucks was open for me and I'm I'm happy I'm in you I'm in a euphoric almost yes. I have been hugging cattle kind of state. Which, if you didn't see the tweet, we'll talk about it later on, oh, and then you understand what I mean by that. The photo is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it is, I am not in a state of happiness and bliss enough to deal with Urban Meyer and his leadership courses and his book that came out a few years ago on leadership and ethics. I, I When the Zach Smith stuff started happening, I read the excerpt yeah. uh, from the book and a couple of the reviews from the actual publishing house that put out his leadership and success book, and I'm just yeah. like, dude, like, come <laughs> on, man. It's not that he can't lead, but yeah. what is his, what is his, like – his PowerPoint presentation is going to start with, well, turn your back if something's happening that looks a little sketchy. <laughs> I mean, look, the, the the thing that's interesting about the, the podcast is just kind of lack of self-awareness of everything that's surrounding what people think about it. Maybe this is his way to for people to listen to him talk about things. But, of course, actions should speak louder than words. A lot of times we worry in our society now about words over actions. Um Actions should speak louder than words in all in all opportunities, all at all times. So we'll see what what this podcast is about. And look, and when he's USC's coach next year, he'll drop the yeah, podcast. And, right, right, right. And and I mean, look, I'm a Pac-12 guy. I, I it's selfishly as bad of a guy as I think Urban is. USC would probably need him and it'd make our conference better. So getting back to to, to Michigan. So defensively, they're going to be good, but but can they keep up with speed this year? You look at their schedule. Um, you know, their their non conference games. Uh, Army week one is or week two is kind of interesting. Um, Army is a good football team. Uh, they made a bowl. They were ten and two last year. Their quarterback, by the way, is on the um, the Davy O'Brien watch list this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to be good. It'll be an interesting game um, at home, of course. And then Notre Dame, October twenty sixth. Um, that's going to be off of Notre Dame is going to be off a of bye. Um, that game is going to be uh, huge, huge for them. Uh, but their schedule in in conference, they play Michigan State at home, Ohio State at home. Now they end with with Michigan State at Indiana, Ohio State. So they end with their two toughest, um, uh, two toughest uh, Big Ten games at home um, at the end of the season. So that stretch is going to be. They're playing out. Indiana at home. Um, Iowa. They're at playing home. on no, the road at, at, no, Indiana, at Indiana. Right? At Indiana. 
At Wisconsin is their first. That's going to be tough. I, I excluded that. If they get past Wisconsin, they're pretty much riding free a little bit till till the very end of their schedule. I don't know how Penn State's going to be this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, I think that I think they're a bit of a wild card. I don't know what to make of them just yet either. Yes. So, but really, it, it comes down to offensively, right? Jim Harbaugh is an offensive coach. Shea Patterson is second year in the program. Uh, their offense last year was not half bad. It sometimes it, it started slow during games and then picked up as it went along. They're, they're trying to make the tempo more part of what they do. They return eight starters on offense, which is a good amount, and their quarterback, which is obviously most important in this situation. So offensively, they need to be really good. They need to be better. Like I said, defensively, they're going to be good against teams that can't run. The question is almost really all getting down all the way to Ohio State and in the last week of the year. They're not going to face athletes, maybe Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has the same issue too. They play teams that are faster than them and can't keep up. So um, that Ohio State game at the very end will tell us if, if they've improved in that manner. But nonetheless, they're going to be good on defense. They have chances to win a lot of games. Their offense should be even more improved than it was last year. And this is their year. Urban Meyer is gone. And if Michigan can't get it done this year, I don't know if Harbaugh is ever going to get it done in Michigan. They paid him all that money. He's not going to be fired anytime soon. Um, but they expect to win the conference. They expect to beat their their rival, first of all, win the conference, and be in, in a cultural playoff. And to me, if the Big Ten's getting a team in, it's gonna it, it needs to be Michigan this year, just for Harbaugh's sake. Um, the Big 12 is probably going to get a team in this year. They're probably going to have an SEC team. And the Pac-12 is probably getting left out. So it would be Michigan. And they, they're to, they, to me, are the biggest watch this year as far as a team that oh, I agree. Uh, could be in the playoff. I, I mean, I definitely agree. It's similar to, all right, LeBron left the East, but you still can't get out of the East. Like you, I mean, they've got to it. get to, they've at least, exactly. But you've got to get to the NBA Finals from the East if you've been, if that's been the commentary or the excuses, they're really good, but, you know, Urban Meyer. Well, it's like, well, they're really good, but, you know, LeBron James. Well, LeBron's no longer there. Now, exactly. You, it should be wide open for you because there are some other teams that are around there that could be treacherous to you, your Philadelphia's, your Milwaukee's certainly. I mean, maybe somebody's going to rise up this year that we are not anticipating out of the Big Ten, and we'll talk to Phil Steele about that in hour number three and get his thoughts on the whole conference. But I know he has Michigan in that final four, and we'll ask him if that's the most shaky of the four teams that he has in there, if he has a little bit more confidence in them. The only thing with me is... They seem like they do have the talent. They aren't necessarily as battle-tested on that side of the conference some of the time. And then when they do get in there and they're exposed for a lack of athleticism, Jeff, it's kind of like back in the day when the Big Ten would end up in a bowl game against the SEC and then realize, oh, wait, this is a little bit different than what we've been seeing in our conference all year long. (laughs) And that's sometimes it looks like Michigan gets a little bit of sticker shock once they run into that competition. It's the Pac-12 has the same issue with with defensive lines, right? Is when we go play an SEC team, I mean, we're going to get that. Even though, even though I I know it's weird to say, Phil Steele has Utah's the best defensive line in the country. So yeah, he loves um, Utah this year. Uh, yeah, he does. Look, there we can get into maybe what teams can get in the playoff that are outside of of the the four that, that they think. I mean, there's really like seven teams I think that people can kind of think can make the playoff. Um, Utah's not one of them, but Utah's schedule sets up beautifully for them. To make uh, to make a playoff if they can do it, um, 
And uh, but basically, you know, Oregon Auburn week one, or- Auburn's defensive line is like nothing Oregon's going to has has seen in a while, and that's the the Pac-12's problem and, and Michigan's problem and the big the Big Ten is is outside of Ohio State, mind you, Ohio State has great athletes, is that they get out athlete a lot of times and winning these big games. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O-Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. A lot of tweets coming in about various snacks. Kale chips was just rolled out. You put fresh kale on a baking sheet, drizzle olive yeah, oil on those. top, I mean, babe, for eight minutes. I don't think I've ever had that. If you're doing you know, you're doing the keto, I mean, it's, uh, it's a salty snack that you can eat that's um, keto-friendly. Oh, okay. Car- All right. You know, carbless. I mean, yeah, it, it, right. it, it works. You put a little Parmesan cheese on there. I've done it many times. I mean, it's uh, it's not a bad alternative if you're just looking for something sweet. I, I, I like seaweed uh, chips or seaweed snacks. Um, very, you know, salt. You get that chip salt, get the crunch, but almost no calories. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pork rinds. I go with some oh. pork rinds. Ooh. Some barbecue pork rinds with zero, uh, zero carbs. I'll eat those sometimes at night. Not a ton of them. But I don't eat a ton of anything, wait, but Sam, what'd you say? Those are pretty solid. I said, uh, you guys ever tried wasabi peas? No, I've yeah. seen them in stores. They I've are never actually fantastic. Them, really? Are you, Jason? Are you going with the back fat on the uh, on the pork rinds? I, see, I don't even know. I have no idea. the The brand, oh, so the, the brand, I think I like the most is like a Walmart's brand called Max, and I actually think Kroger grocery stores around here and around the country, I guess. Um, Kroger has a pretty good stock brand that you can get for about a buck fifty, as well. Those are those are kind of the ones. Somebody Miguel just tweeted us and said, "Plus one on Jeff with the at Spitz Canada seeds." Definitely with me on a long drive. Go to snack has to be chocolate covered pretzels or fresh pop popcorn with Ooh. peanut M and M's mixed in. Popcorn with M and M's is a good one. Really, just to put that in. I'm I, like I told you before though, plain is better than peanut M and M's. Maybe There's, not with popcorn, but I'm a much bigger plain M M&M and M fan than a peanut M M&M and M fan. Interesting, interesting. I like. I like. A, I'm not like. I'm not a big a sweet tooth. I'll have like uh, some M and M's, but I think I would go with the peanut ones, even though I do not like peanut butter. Do All right, Iowa Sam, you're our Big Ten guy in the studio. What do you think of our Michigan discussion from hour one? Jim Harbaugh talking an awful lot because that's what Jim Harbaugh has done successfully since he's been at Michigan, unlike winning bowl games. Well, he'll always have maybe the the moral high ground on Urban Meyer, that's for sure. I mean, you look at his his tenure over the NFL and in college, that he's never been unless I'm forgetting something a huge scandal with him. Right. Um so he will have that moral high ground, but I mean, Michigan fans will always have to sort of live with the fact that he just couldn't beat Urban Meyer. However, if you look at um today moving forward, if he can beat Ryan Day at the end of the year and they can win their bowl game, I don't know if they win the division or any combination of that, and especially winning the bowl game, I think that the fans at Michigan will start to be hopeful. They'll start to be, you know, we can uh, move towards a national championship or some that discussion at least. But the Urban Meyer's out, can't change the past. Um, but I look back at Michigan, and, and I say I still think that that the best year that Harbaugh's had there 
is his first year where they went 10-3. and three. Oh, I agree. And they they whooped Florida, I think, like 41-14 in uh, I think the Outback Bowl. Or, or Wasn't the narrative that year that it was like, oh, once he gets his players, right. imagine what he's going to do. Bowl. Yeah. And then it went the opposite Citrus direction. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Citrus Bowl. They've had rugged defenses should, every year, here, basically. Here's the problem with the Ohio State game. It's always at the end of the year. And they always have to deal with it. It's like just like it's like that thing you just have to to deal with. You've been procrastinating on, and then once it gets there, if they had to deal with Ohio State at the beginning of the year, it could be a whole different ball game for for Michigan. Because if they beat the Ohio State at the beginning of the year, they'd probably cruise after that. But it's always that looming huge monster that that boss on the highest level that you have to deal with. So I, I'm he has to get one of the three division. You got to beat Ohio State. You gotta you gotta get a bowl game win in there, and if you can get all three, then the Michigan fans will be happy. Do you think Jeff and Jeff yeah. or, and Sam, you can chime in as well, or anybody can chime in? But do you think that if they don't make the college football playoff this year, there's actually going to be some real heat under Harbaugh's seat? Like, do you think it's top four make it to the college football semifinals? Anything less than that, not going to be good enough five years in? He can save a lot of the heat on him if he beats Ohio State. Just beating Ohio playoff. State. I mean, I, th- I think if you, I think look, I think if you lost to Wisconsin at Wisconsin, your first your first uh, road Big Ten game, Wisconsin's always going to be a eight, nine, ten win team. Let's say you you lose that game on the road, and let's say you lose to in a fluky, weird game to like Penn State, let's say on the road. Yeah, and you but you beat Ohio State at home end the year. You go ten and two. You miss the playoff, or even if you go eleven, twelve and one and miss the playoff for some, you know, let's say. I don't think it's going to happen. But let's say Oregon goes undefeated, or you have Washington goes undefeated, right? Or Utah goes undefeated. Someone out west goes undefeated. They should be in over a one-loss uh, Big Ten team. So I think if you, you beat Ohio State, that solves a lot of his problems because you can't keep losing to your rival. Um, and and Sam, point, you know, your point about the end, I think, I think these rivalry games are, are more fun at the end of the year because oh, I totally agree. a lot of times you're dealing with injuries, right? Uh, there's a lot of times spoiler. I mean, you could spoil. So I remember all the way back when my, my senior year in college, 2007, the backyard brawl, West Virginia and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. was like four and six and beat a West Virginia team that was number two in the nation. Um, I, think it was, I think the score was like 13 to nine. And it cost West Virginia a chance to go to the cultural, well, back then, the, the, the BCS right. Bowl. Right, right, uh, right. BCS Bowl. So like rivalry games are a ton of fun for that reason. Uh, but yeah, I agree. If, if if Ohio State was at the beginning of the year, um, Michigan would have all year to prepare for them. What I mean, they should be preparing for them anyways. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I think Ohio. I think you beating Ohio State and being in the conversation for the playoff is what will keep his job. If you lose to Ohio State, you lose, and you Michigan end up State in another non non college football playoff bowl, and you lose to Ohio State. How much heat is on Harbaugh's seat then? Especially if Ohio State, by the way, gets into the playoff this year. Yeah, um, yeah. How much heat? I mean, the buyout is so much over there, yeah. and he's a well, Michigan man. Well, I'm not saying man. necessarily he gets fired immediately. But yeah, it's I mean, got to get. Man, I, yes. I think I, he's going to have heat on him. I mean, look, the national media is going to crush him, um, but it really depends on on how the the local media handles it, right? I mean, a lot of times pressure from the outside is strongest from your local media, and when they turn on you, you have a problem. So I don't know if they're going to turn on him uh, because he's a Har- he's a he's a Harbaugh he's a Michigan guy um, and and like Sam said he's he's had good records he just hasn't been able to beat to to beat the teams he has needed to beat um, and if he continues to do that he's going to be in the hot seat but that's yeah but I mean that's kind of all it is at Michigan so here's another question do you think it is a 
long rope that he gets because his name is Jim Harbaugh, or does he get a shorter rope because expectations should be greater because he's Jim Harbaugh? Like, which he, which one do you think it is? Do you think if this guy's name is not Jim Harbaugh and you still look at 38-14, and 14, not beating Ohio State, not being in the college football playoff, is that guy out the door, whereas Jim Harbaugh gets more leeway because he's Jim Harbaugh? Or is 38-14 and 14 at Michigan and not beating Ohio State something that you would get more time with if you weren't a Jim Harbaugh? Um, I think that his name allows him to get more time. I think... Less of his name and more of being a Michigan man gets him uh, a, a, a longer leash. Um, you know, we know that these small – Ann Arbor is not as small as some other college towns, but smaller college towns, um, not in major cities. You know, if you're, if you're their guy, you're their guy for a long time, and you have to really screw up. Like you have to lose to Ohio State six times in a row, five times in a row to really, to really screw up uh, because they want you to succeed. Uh, they want their own to succeed. It's a problem – with a lot of schools actually that hire coaches because they are a Michigan man, a USC man that might not be the best coach for the job, but because they have a relationship to the program, uh, they get that job. So uh, I think he's got a long leash still. Uh, his buyout is, is I would assume extensive. Um, the only way I think he gets out of this job early is if he goes back to the NFL, which I don't, I don't really see happening again. Do you think that you don't think he's ever going to go back to the NFL? He's that was interesting. I thought he might end I, up back I, in the NFL, I, but I mean, maybe, maybe not. But dude, he 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 wore out those Niners guys. I mean, the the, the meeting the meetings they had they had. Wait, remember you told the story? Maybe we can talk about this again here. You told the story about you meeting with Jim Harbaugh. Oh, it was it was the oddest thing ever. Yeah, I um, I met with him as a free agent in 2012. So you know, you as a it depends on where you are and kind of your contract status but if you're if you're one of these big dogs and i've been in that situation that's getting you know you go to the biggest contract you get um and you're not taking a bunch of visits like you're just signing with that team coach you know you don't really talk to coaches beforehand but i was in a situation where i was uh coming off injury and i was still young and you know, a couple teams were recording me and i was taking visits trying to figure out the best fit for me so i could stay healthy and, and get back on the field and i went to meet with the niners and i met with harbaugh and um just the energy uh, that he had he puts in a chew um just like aggressively is like dipping and then like pounds a diet coke or pounds something i think it was a diet coke coke something maybe a water i think it was i think it was a coke though just like pounds the drink spits everything out he's talking about football and like how stressful game days are for him and how it's like the worst part of the week and i get it i've talked to many coaches about it i understand a little bit more I, at the time i did not i thought that was a crazy statement because i love playing on sundays but I get it from from a coaching perspective because your your job is in the hands of the kids or adults you coach, and you can only do so much. You can only call the plays, and hopefully you you call a right play, and you have to rely that your coaching throughout the week is going to help the players uh, make the right decision and make the right play. But in the end, it's up to them to do it, and your job is solely reliant on someone else on game day, right? You can only, like I said, you have no sure. control over over what happens besides calling the plays, and you hope that you put your players in the right position throughout the week. So I get why it's stressful for coaches, but he made it seem like it was the worst thing ever. I'm like, I thought it was like, coach, you're like, you're like the head coach. You're calling plays and stuff. He goes, yeah, it's just, it's stressful for me. I like, I like the whole process of getting there a little bit better. And he just, the energy he had was, he was, it was high strong. It was 
Um, it was interesting. I, I just knew I couldn't play for a coach like that. Um, but the guys I knew that play for him, I mean, he he had a meet like forever, just intense, right? Um, well, I think and, there were stories about him even when he was back at San Diego at USD, like his first job where he would sleep there for a week, like at yeah, I mean, the coaches, facility. I know that's not like totally out of bounds. I know college yeah. coaches in particular really sometimes. Man, they 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 meet these coaches spend way too much time wasting time. Like I. I you don't need to stay to to sleep overnight if you do if you're efficient with your time. Um, yeah, he's intense, man. I mean, I, the all or nothing they had a couple years ago on Michigan. I think it was the all or nothing. I watched the whole thing. Yes. Uh, side sidebar: the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, yeah. all or nothing is out now. Just when you watch the first episode, there's the first game of the year. Panthers playing the Cowboys. Just watch how hard Christian McCaffrey is getting hit. Just watch that because I tell you all the time that the violence in the NFL. You can't understand it until you've been on the field. Mm-hmm. All or Nothing does a good job showing you how hard these running backs are getting hit. Just, just keep an open eye to that. Back to Michigan. Um, Harbaugh is just an intense dude. Um, he's wearing cleats on, on game day. He, he rides home in his cleats. Um, he's just, you know, just all football all the time. He wears the same clothes. His closet is lined up in a way. You can go search Jim Harbaugh's cleats closet. Cleats and cleats. Cleats. And then every outfit. It's like Steve Jobs. Every outfit is the same yes. every day. It's all lined up for him, so he just walks in his in his closet, picks it out, and goes. And I get it; it cuts down on a couple minutes a day of decision making, and it's just all business all the time. And he you know turns it off a little bit for his family, and he's done a good job this year on Twitter, I think, trying to loosen up and show a different side of him. You know, he's drinking milk at a steakhouse. It's just, it's just, um, he's an intense dude, and he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Um, but in, intense, intense individuals. Well, so I always I think about Doug. I would, yeah, I mean, I always think of Doug. I always think of Doug Collins in the NBA. There have been famous stories everywhere he goes. Like you'll listen to him on TV. You're like, how is this guy not a coach? Because he has been. I mean, he's coached in Detroit. He's coached in Chicago. Coach he's Jordan. coached in a number of different places. And he's he's such a he's a guy that when you hear him, you just think, man, he could teach so well. But it's not that he wears out his welcome. He does wear out his players similarly. Like he he can be pretty intense. But his own health deteriorates. Like his heart starts to fluctuate because he puts so much pressure and stress as a coach. And I think that there are just some guys that are wired that way that just can't unwire. That can't just take it out and be sort of normal. And then you you talking about the milk. I might have a question about milk and when it's okay to drink milk. I I drink milk with dinner quite frequently. I don't know if that's weird or not, yes. but like pasta and chicken, I usually drink a little bit of almond milk. That's usually what I'm drinking. That's not milk. It's almonds. Well, and I mean, I, I used to drink milk, but I try to avoid the carbs now. But I was saying, <laughs> you got one more thing and then we'll go to break. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, we might eventually end up calling Jim... Jim Carbaugh. You know where I'm oh. going with this, right? You look at the winning I know, terrible joke. You know, you look at the winning percentage of both those guys in the seventies, like point I think yeah. Harbaugh right now is like point seven three. Uh, uh Lloyd Carr was seventy five percent of his games. Well, he, yeah, he's point seven three at Michigan, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, thirty eight and fourteen. But you, you take out that national championship year for Lloyd Carr and there was a lot of ten and threes, nine and fours. Yes. Couldn't beat Michigan, but Lloyd Carr did from what I remember, oh, I beat Michigan State. For the most part, did get a couple of good wins over Notre Dame, although they lost a couple. And then they, you know, beat guys like you know, beat teams like Penn State. But that's the thing is that Harbaugh's not beating all those teams. He's actually Correct. his losing record. He has what a losing record against Michigan State. Yep. He's lost a couple bad ones to Penn State. They got yep. two years ago. They got ripped on the road. It was like forty-five, fourteen, or something. 
So Harbaugh is actually looking uh, a little, you know, less good than exactly. than Lloyd Carr right now. Exactly. Lloyd Carr is I mean, a great coach. Can, yeah, you can't lose to Michigan State and Ohio State. Like, you can't get beat in state and also lose to the arch rival. Trophy case like, is empty. Yeah, exactly. you got to have something to show the recruits, and it's not a good look for, for Michigan. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and Installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. So Tiger Woods, it's going to be a short week for him, and if you would listen to him before the tournament, unless he was just trying to bring down expectations, he wasn't feeling particularly good about his game. Now he's starting to see his age as a concern, not even really excusing away bad bad performances, just saying, look, this is not all that easy anymore. And I think this is why I didn't think that he was going to get that Masters. I didn't think he was going to get another major. I was happy to see him do it, and maybe he still gets another one before his career is out, but this is what you're going to see, folks. Like If you're watching golf just to see Tiger Woods win, that's going to be few and far between. At his age, it's just not a sport where, because of his health, like there are a lot of guys that can play it late into their life, although David Duvall, 20 over, and he hasn't even started his second round yet. He was yeah, 20 he over to... yesterday, shot a shot a cool 91 at Royal Port Rush. Yeah, he needs to have like a, um, like a, uh, um, we are, uh, whatchamacallit, um, just like a back injury. Like it just needs to be. Need to have a back injury and just be done. You talking about Tiger, or you no, talking for about Duvall David Duvall? today? Duvall, yeah, today. D- Duvall probably just and Dub. You were mentioning this, and I forgot about it. It's pretty much the only tournament he can play now because he won it. Well, yeah, he's not on tour technically. Yeah. He's on a lot of broadcast yeah, now. Of but, he know, does good work too. Yeah, former players can play until they're sixty, so I guess he's going to take advantage of that. Go out there, play some uh, world class golf courses, and just have some fun. Well, as much fun as you can shooting ninety. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of dudes listening to this show right now with like a. I don't know, a case of Milwaukee's best that would be fine shooting a 91 at Port Rush, but I don't know if you're a PGA and, and as somebody that at one point was at the top of the sport shooting a 91, that probably was a tough day. He had that, what was it, a 13? At one point it was a 15, and they ended up giving him two strokes back. It's, it was, it's now moved back to a 14, I believe. What? Yeah. I mean, at this up, point, we just leave this, it alone. We, we He's not this last making the night. cut. Over this last night, and I'm pretty sure it ended up being uh, back to a 14. Really? Yeah. What do you think about Jeff? What do you? I don't know if anything moves the needle for you other than Tiger, but Spieth being five under, tied with um, Kepka right now, both of them nearing the end of their round, just a couple of shots off of JB Holmes's lead uh, at minus seven, and Holmes actually is a guy who's played pretty well in the Open Championship in the past. That's his best finish. I think it's like a tie for third. A few years ago for Holmes is the best finish he's ever had in a major. But personally, I like to see, look, Justin Rose is at four under right now, fairly early in his round. Yeah. And then you've got Spieth at five, Kepka at five. The young guns in the sport or the younger guns, right. the, the names that stand out, that's what I need. That's what I want is some of those guys. Tommy Fleetwood's just one shot off the lead. He's a guy that's been playing really solidly over the past couple of years. So, I mean, if you're going to not have – Tiger Woods there, then give me the Justin Roses and give me the Brooks Kepka certainly, yeah. but I like Spieth being in contention because I find him to be pretty dramatic with the swings of when he's on a couple of years ago, it was like nobody was going to be able to touch him, but when he fell off a cliff like he ended up losing that Masters that one year because he like hit it off the hospitality tent or whatever to the left side, like that guy can tank like nobody's business too. I think he hit it twice into the water on the yeah. back nine on Sunday and blew blew that open. I think I got it mixed up with Rory. But Spieth and Rory are two guys where I find them to be very compelling because of how inconsistent they can be despite their talent. So here's the way I look at some sports that I 
I follow, but not intensely, right? Like I, or intently, like I, I follow golf. Like I understand what's happening. I understand what the majors are, but I'm not watching golf every weekend. And I'm generally not watching the majors on Thursday and Friday. I just don't, don't have time. Um, and even on the weekends, like I, I devote so much time to football during the right, re- during the NFL regular season, really college as well. That kind of in the off quote off season, I don't spend my weekends always watching sports unless it's Sunday and there's a major and like Tigers in it. I mean, that's how that's really how kind of simple it is for me. Now, if I can, I'll catch Sunday golf. I mean, it happens to work out most of the time that I'm home on Sunday afternoons and I have a major on in the afternoon and play with my kids. And it's just on TV, right? I'm able to watch it no matter who's in it or not. But Tiger for me is the only guy that I will be like, hey, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and watch TV. Like, sorry, I'm, like, watching this now. Um, and really, in a lot of sports, it's that way. If it's tennis and the best are playing, I typically will want to watch the best play. Baseball, I mean, the same thing. Like, I just feel that, for me, growing up, Tiger was, was a guy I loved watching. If he's in the hunt, I'm going to watch. doesn't mean Kepka's not a good golfer. It doesn't mean Spieth's not a good golfer. Roy, but for me, personally, they don't move the needles much. Like I said, I'll have it on Sunday because – I have the TV on. I like watching sports, but it's not like I'm going to leave my family to watch the golf. If Tiger's yeah, on it. I mean, I think that your opinion and the way that you just laid that out is probably more the norm for most people. It's not for me, but I just really dig golf, and so I watch a lot more of it than I think a lot of other people yeah. do. But generally, I think what you just said is probably the way most people feel, and so I'm sure that NBC's not thrilled that it looks like Tiger's not even going to be playing on Saturday. And I think part of it too would be, like, for example, if we had if we had radio Monday morning, I'd watch golf this weekend. I mean, sure. like, that's, like I just think it depends on like what job I have that week. I mean, like for example, we had we talked tennis on Monday. I was out of town uh, traveling, so I couldn't watch it live. But I went back and watched a bunch of recaps to make sure I was ready to go on Monday. And I said the same on Monday as well. So um, I think that that's a part of this as well as it depends on what job I have for the week, how much I need to watch of a certain sport. Um, and yeah, if we had, if we had radio Monday, I'd watch most of the weekend just to make sure that I was covered on, on what was going to happen. But I say social media and the access to film highlights, video analysis makes it where you don't have to watch so many things live. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And that, that, I think, is one of the reasons why basketball kind of plays a little bit better than baseball, even though, I mean, I certainly don't have to watch a baseball game because they're going to put the highlight that I need to see on Twitter. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I have said, I've jokingly said, you know, everybody has different, hey, this is when summer begins, when this weather hits or when this happens. For me, summer begins when Phil Steele's magazine actually hits newsstands i picked mine up a couple of weeks ago it will take me throughout the summer to get through the whole thing but phil as always it's good to talk to you congratulations on the just overwhelming longevity and success of what you're doing how are you you know i am doing great how about you gentlemen this morning can't complain we're talking football for a living and getting paid for it so uh (laughs) it's, it's not 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 a bad thing at all our big topic today we were talking about michigan and we've also talked about Alabama and Clemson and some of the things that have been said this week. We're going to get to all that. We know your final four in your magazine is Alabama, Clemson, uh, Michigan, and Georgia. Tell me this. If Harbaugh loses to Ohio State again and does not get into the final four in the college football playoff, how hot is Jim Harbaugh's seat at the end of this year? 
you know, I think he would get on the hot seat list at that point. But I don't think right now Jim Harbaugh is on the hot seat list. I think it would take a bad year to put him on that list because, really, who's Michigan going to get that's better than Jim Harbaugh right now who's out there? But, you know, when I look at Michigan this year, I'm pretty bullish on these guys. They've got a top-10 defense, as always. Don Brown's still the defense coordinator. Remember two years ago, he only had one starter back on defense. He only allowed 18.8 points per game. He's got five starters back there. Josh Gaddis comes in as the offense coordinator, brings the spread, perfect fit for Shea Patterson. They also have depth at quarterback. If something happens to Patterson, they've got Dylan McCaffrey, Joe Milton, they've got dangerous receivers. And then what I really like about Michigan is that offensive line. they got four potential All-Americans up front, Cesar uh, Ruiz, Wenyu, uh, Bredesen, and Runyon. Then they're solid on special teams, number seven. And then the schedule, they host Notre Dame, Michigan State, and Ohio State, they really do have the talent schedule to run the table and make the playoff this year. What makes this team different from the one over the past couple of years? Usually you hear Michigan's got all this talent, and then it gets exposed to some degree in terms of a lack of athleticism against some of the faster teams. Do you really believe in Shea Patterson? What makes this group potentially more special? Why do you buy into this Michigan crew a little bit more? Yeah, first of all, I'm not one that has been saying Michigan because I have picked Ohio State over Michigan the last 11 years, and I've been right 10 of those years. So <laughs> only only once was I wrong. This is the first time I'm actually calling for Michigan, first time calling for them to make the Big Ten title game. And, uh, you know, when, when I look at this year's squad, I just think they're a complete team. They've got the offensive line. I, I believe that uh, Patterson's a better fit for the offense. The defense is there. And when you look at the main opposition, let's say Ohio State, you know, last year the Buckeyes gave up over 400 yards per game on offense. They lose Dwayne Haskins, who had 50 touchdown passes. They lose Urban Meyer, their uh, outstanding head coach, one of the top head coaches in the game. And they also only have one returning starter on the offensive line, plus have to play that game in Ann Arbor. Plus, I think if you look at the body of the work of the two team seasons last year, Michigan was the stronger team, all except for that game in Columbus. And there's a reason Michigan was favored by four and a half points in Columbus last year. First time Urban Meyer was a home dog. Looking at the at the other possible playoff teams, we obviously had Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Oklahoma. After those four, who are the maybe the next three? It feels like not a deep year of possible playoff teams, but still a quality group. Yeah, I, I think you have to put uh, Georgia definitely in there. When oh, you yes. look at Georgia, they're a team that's better than last year. They led Alabama 28-14 to in the SEC championship game and, and nearly got there. You do have to put Ohio State in the mix. Uh, yeah, I think when you look at their, their schedule, they'll probably be favored in their first 11 games all the way up till that Michigan game. If you're looking for a team in the SEC West to knock off Alabama, it would be LSU. I think LSU... Texas A&M, Auburn are all legitimate top 10 teams in the West, but Auburn and, and uh, Texas A&M play ridiculous schedules. Uh, L, uh, Texas A&M has to play Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, uh, all three of those big boys, plus play LSU on the road. Meanwhile, when you look at LSU, last year LSU was one of the least experienced teams in the country. And uh, they were an underdog in five games, but they still won 10. This year, eight starters back on offense, eight starters back on defense. I think Joe Burrow is going to be 
a game winner rather than game manager this year. And when you factor in their schedule, they're favored at Texas. The only game they won't be a favorite in this year is at Alabama, November 9th. And I know they lost big to them last year, but LSU never goes into that game thinking they can't beat Alabama. They know they've got the talent. So I think probably the biggest contender in the West is uh, LSU. And then finally, you know, you look at Notre Dame. Notre Dame was my number one surprise team last year, a non-top ten team I think thought could make the playoff. This year's team is just as good as last year's. But that schedule, having to play Georgia, Michigan, Stanford on the road, kept me from picking them as high this year. Looking out west, there's a, a surprise team of yours that's a, that's a, that you like a lot, and it's not Oregon, for those who think Oregon's going to have a good year. Oregon has a terrible schedule. It's going to be tough for them to make the playoff. Can you talk a little bit about Utah? I think Utah, with their schedule, their defense, their defensive line, just some average play from Huntley, they could be looking at 12-1 and and maybe in the playoff. Yeah, and, you know, Jeff, your team, the, the Ducks this year, I love the talent they have. I mean, you know, Justin Herbert, a quarterback, that offensive line, I rate number one in the country. Yeah, they had Kayvon Thibodeau up front on defense along with Jordan Scott. But as you touched on the schedule with Auburn, Stanford, Washington, USC, and Arizona State on the road makes it tough. Uh, I do think the Pac-12 is a vastly improved conference. I picked it the number five conference each of the last two years, and they deserve to be down there. But this year I got them the third best conference, and part of the reason – is the Utah Utes. And what I like about Utah the most is their defensive line. I think it's the best defensive line in the country. Bradley Ane, Penasini, Fotu. They go 11 or 12 deep on the D-line. They've got six or seven potential NFL prospects right up front. They add in a Manny Bowen from Penn State, a linebacker, along with Francis Bernard. they got a shutdown corner in Jalen Johnson. Julian Blackman, outstanding free safety. And last year they lost their quarterback, Tyler Huntley, and their star running back, Zach Moss, both with five games to go in the season, yet still got to the Pac-12 title game and still very nearly knocked off Washington. Those two guys are back. The replacements are back. The receiving core might be one of the better ones Whittingham's put on the field. The offensive line is solid. Special teams are always good at Utah. And then Oregon and Stanford both drop off the schedule this year, so the schedule gets easier. Add it all up. Uh, you know, I said no, last year Notre Dame was my number one surprise team. My number one surprise team this year is Utah, and that is a non-top ten team that I think has a shot of making the playoff. Every year we ask, is Texas back? Is Texas back this year? Look, they are outstanding when Herman is underdog. I think all time when Herman is an underdog as a coach, whether Houston or Texas, he's like 12-1 and one straight up. I mean, he is very good. Uh, as an underdog, but the problem is they lose games every year. They should win. Uh, look at their schedule this year, looking at who they have back. Are they a team that could win the Big 12 and get in the playoff? You know, they, they definitely have a shot. But my biggest question mark with Texas this year is the inexperience level. Five returning starters on offense, just three on defense, only eight returning starters. But Tom Herman is bringing in some great recruiting classes. And uh, you look at the overall talent they have, this team's probably more talented than last year. They've got the receivers in Colin Johnson and Devin DuVernay. They've got Ellinger at quarterback. They bring in Parker Brown from Georgia Tech, an outstanding offensive lineman, to go along with Cosme up front. And defensively, I like the talent there, especially in the secondary. Uh, I, I believe they have a shot at, at Oklahoma this year. Now, they knocked off Oklahoma in the regular season, led them in the Big 12 title game last year. I think they're a clear-cut contender again this year. Keep your eyes on that game October 12th. That's going to determine a lot. A couple of things you've mentioned so far when talking about these teams is returning starters. Like Michigan State, for example, has 17 returning starters, a lot of returning starters. How, how much do you put into returning starters, returning yards, returning tackles, things like that, when you look at how a team is going to do? And really, throughout the season, does that matter as much or does it matter kind of early when you start your, your campaign? 
Yeah, I think it matters the most earliest in the season because by the end of the year, generally everybody, you know, if if you're even if you're a first year starter, you got eleven starts underneath your belt. But I have found that it has had a big impact. In fact, I put the experience chart in the magazine each and every year. And we, it used to be just counting the seniors, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen. Now we go percentage of lettermen, percentage of yards, percentage of tackles, career starts on the offensive line. It's all added in. And what I found is that the teams that are in the top 25 of the experience chart, like in LSU this year, uh, they have better records than they did the year before. And on the flip side, the teams that are at the very bottom, the bottom 25, the bottom 30 teams, generally have weaker records the next year. So it has been a, a pretty good determining factor and something that is important in college football, especially up front on that offensive line. You like to have experience there. Phil Steele, our guest. Phil Steele College Football Preview Magazine is on newsstands now. You can also follow Phil at PhilSteele042. Phil, I, I was a little surprised I maybe not surprised he can pick where he wants to go and I love him to death Jalen Hurts so he goes to Oklahoma and I just thought Lincoln Riley's coming off a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winning guys that threw the ball a ton and were deadly accurate and Jalen Hurts one of the reasons why he felt the need to leave Alabama or even there was talk of potentially leaving last year and he was just classily stayed around and had his moment certainly against Georgia in the SEC title game was he wasn't nearly as good a thrower as Tua was. So there was no reason to keep him on the field when you had that level of wide receiver talent around him. So I look at Hurts at Oklahoma and I say, I don't know whether or not this is going to work. And then Lincoln Riley comes out earlier this week and says, well, we don't know if he's going to start, but but he, he certainly had the opportunity. Is that more a function of we want to make Coach sure that speaks. recruits believe that they have a chance to start? Five-star guys will still come here, even though Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter? Yeah, it, it's a two 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 prong. Uh, coach speak. You want to uh, go with competition, and then you, you know, all these freshman quarterbacks are leaving. Heck, uh, you know Oklahoma just lost a uh, quarterback to West Virginia, who uh, said, "Well, I'm not going to beat out Jalen Hurts." So Austin Kendall left, went to West Virginia. So he's got to keep Mordecai, and he's got to keep Rattler on the roster. Uh, but Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. And really coming into last year, remember two years ago, Kyler Murray was used as the running quarterback with Baker mm-hmm. Mayfield. And then you're thinking, well, you know, Kyler Murray's a great electric runner, but let's face it, he's not going to match Baker Mayfield's passing numbers. And voila, Lincoln Riley gets him to match his passing numbers. And what I saw to Hurts last year was a vastly improved throwing quarterback. He hit 70% of his, 72% of his passes last year at Alabama, 51 to 70. Uh, and I think with the quarterback whisperer there, Lincoln Riley, you will see Jalen Hurts have by far his best passing year that he's had. He, now, they're going to use his likes. They're going to use his mobility. But to answer your question directly, Jalen Hurts will be the starter and will have a good year throwing the football. What do you have or what do you think Kelly Bryant is going to do for Missouri? Obviously leaving Clemson because, well, he left because Trevor Lawrence was there. And he kind of handled it fairly well, I thought, as well. But but what is Kelly Bryant going to do for Missouri? You know, I, I love Missouri's schedule this year. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've, you've, you've dove into that, but they're at Wyoming, West Virginia, Southeast Missouri, South Carolina, they almost beat on the road to get them at home this year, Troy, Old Miss, at Vanderbilt, at Kentucky. They could very well go 8-0 to start the year and head into Georgia as the surprise team of the SEC. So I believe... Kelly Bryant stepped into a perfect situation. I also believe that that bowl ban they have out there gets overturned prior to the start of the season. I think the penalty was too strict for a program that 
completely gave the NCAA everything they wanted, cooperated with them fully, they're probably going to drop that bowl ban. And that's going to make Missouri uh, quite a talk when they enter November this year. So I think Kelly Bryant made the right decision. I'm not saying Missouri's overly talented. I only have about number 25, maybe uh, the eighth or ninth best team in the SEC. But they still have that talent and the schedule to uh, really make some noise this year. We've mentioned a lot of transfers now in Hertz and and uh, Bryant. There's also the Tate transfer. There's also the Fields transfer. We have transfers all over the place. The NCAA has now said they're going to tighten down on allowing these waivers. Just just generally speaking, Phil, how do you feel that the transfer process is working in college football? You know, I, I agree with what the NCAA is going to do if they are going to tighten down a little bit because right now I think it's too easy for the, the kids to pick up their ball and, and go somewhere else. And the grass is not always greener on the other side. So just because you get beat out in the spring for a spot doesn't mean you should pick up and go elsewhere. And I think we're seeing a little too much movement in the NCAA right now. So hopefully they can bring that in a little bit. I do love the graduate transfer one. I mean, if you've gone to school, graduated, you should be able to go wherever you want, especially if the playing time's not available for you. But now we're seeing true freshmen transferring, and I'm not wild about that. Last question from me. Uh, While I do not think a group of five school will ever make the, the, the 14 playoff, nor should they. We can argue about that another time. Um, is there a UCF uh, around? You know, Fresno last year had a shot, but their quarterback's not coming back. UCF might fall off. Their quarterback injures ankle. is not going to be there all training camp, plus Mackenzie Milne coming back. So is there a, a UCF-type team out there if you're rooting for a group of five program? You know, I don't think we're going to have to worry about that conversation at the end of the year because when I scan the group of five, I see a loss probably for every single group of five team. The American Conference is probably the best, and uh, their UCF has got to go through a, a slate where they play Stanford at Pitt and at Cincinnati in a four-week stretch. Memphis might have be the team that has the best chance of coming out unbeaten, but they finish off at Houston at USF. So you don't know about their the finish there. And even a team like Boise, they open up with Florida State. Army has a shot at uh, having a big year this year, but they also have to go at Michigan September the yeah, 7th. So I yeah. think every group of five team has one loss, and we won't even have that conversation this year. And it'll be interesting to see if they ever do make the playoff. But I think if they really toughen up, play a tough non-conference schedule, and let's say it's in the American Conference, they might have a shot at getting there. Clemson 44 to 16 over Alabama in January. You've got Alabama getting it done this year. What makes the Tide your choice over the Tigers even though it feels like the Tigers are not really going to be challenged because you want to talk about a schedule. We talked about Missouri's favorable schedule. Good lord, Clemson and that ACC schedule, that is not going to provide all that much in terms of competition. Yeah, and Clemson by the way is going to be at least a 17 point favorite in every single game this year. Now, if you're thinking, oh, boy, here we go, it's Alabama and Clemson, I do want to throw out the fact that last year Clemson was a four-touchdown favorite against Syracuse at home and yet trailed by two scores in the fourth quarter, needed a third-string quarterback to complete a fourth-and-ten pass to keep the final drive alive. Uh, Had they lost that game to Syracuse, they would have tied in the division. Syracuse would have been in the ACC title game, and Clemson might have missed the playoffs. So that's the beautiful thing about college football in the four-team playoff. Every week of the regular season is important. Now, why did I go with Alabama? You know, I think you've got the two best offenses out there. Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tungavailoa, two best receiving cores, two outstanding offensive lines. But I give a slight edge defensively to Alabama. Remember last year they only had three returning starters on defense. This year they have six. 
I give a slight edge on special teams to Alabama. And then that 44-16 to chip on their shoulder. Remember heading into the postseason last year, the talk was, is Alabama the greatest team of all time? And I think they did <laughs> buy into that a little bit. Now when they reach the playoff, all Nick Saban has to do is say, 44 to 16. I think you'll see a completely focused Bama. I think it'll be a, a great game. Come right down to the wire. It's like a beauty pageant. Which which one do you like better? But I sided with Alabama uh, with that chip on their shoulder. We got about 45 seconds, Phil. Heisman Trophy outside of Trevor Lawrence and Tua. Who who do you have your eye on? Uh, the guys to take a look at would be Shea Patterson of Michigan, if he can lead Michigan to an unbeaten season. Justin Herbert, same thing with Oregon, playing behind that offensive line. And guys like Sam Ellinger of Texas, Jalen Hurts of Oklahoma, I think the winner of the Red River rivalry all of a sudden jumps right up there in the Heisman race. Phil, you're the best, man. Congratulations on all the success. I will be reading your magazine for the next month and a half. Hey, thanks a lot. Great talking football with you guys this morning. It was a lot of fun. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.